Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. We are thrilled to have you back with us this week on one of our favorite type of episodes, which is a state of the union. And we do these from time to time if you're a new listener. And we just sort of talk about all the things that are happening in the world and process out loud together our feelings and our thoughts about that, because obviously it's not easy. We've gone through a couple of rough weeks here, but I'm also getting to a place where I'm numb to it. I don't want to stay that way. I convince myself not to every time there's a major tragedy. But I think it's worth talking about. Before we get into that, because that's a little bit of a heavier topic, I wanted to let you guys know that I went to a place called Hurricane Harbor with my children over the weekend. Tiffany (laughs) was trying to remember the name of said Hurricane Harbor. And uh, what did you call it, Tiffany? Well, I called it Wild Waves Bahama Mama because that's what I I swear on my life that's what you said it was called. You guys, she sent me the cutest pictures of her baby in this. It's very Euro uh, swimsuit you have your baby in. Every baby in Europe, that's what they wear. That is true. You just buy them whatever has long sleeves, to be honest. Yeah, you don't want them burning in that sun. Correct. You definitely don't want them burning in this hot desert sun where it's like 100 degrees. Oh my gosh, I know is it actually first. like in the oh, upper? What's oh, it right 100%. Now? Yeah, we hit everything early. We hit like <sighs> in April, end of April, we were already in the 90s. Oh and so my grace. It's going to be one hell of a summer. And if anybody <laughs> would like to pay for my um, air conditioning bill over the summer, I would welcome your non-Ted Cruz thoughts and prayers. Because we're going to pass the them. collection plate because that is We do need unfortunate. to pass the collection plate. We honestly do because it's going to be crazy. So thoughts and prayers. Listeners, please know that I am wearing a thick Patagonia flannel right now, and it's How? June 1st at the time of this recording. Please explain. I, I need to like lay the land for us, help all of us who are not Pacific Northwesterners well, understand how this is possible. You have been here end of summer and beginning of summer. Mm-hmm. I don't know that you've ever come like high summer, but you've been here May and right. September. Right. But it is a beautiful summer. A lot of people vacation here in the summer, but it's only June 1. It's only June 1. And for those listening, it's June 2. So mm-hmm. it's still a bit breezy. It was when I was getting dressed for my first thing that I needed to be at this morning at 830 in the morning, it Ooh. was 50 degrees. So I thought, you know what? Flannel, some Dang. boots. I looked like... A fall ad, like a the Nordstrom rack, not Nordstrom, just the rack ad from like two years ago. Like that's where I'm at. <laughs> Something that was popular two years ago. I was feeling it. I was feeling it this morning and I was very warm. Thank you very much. Look at it was you. Nice. I mean, you nice. got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but now I'm still wearing it and it's almost 70 degrees. I think it's like 67. Did you say almost 70? I mean, honestly, we should just trade houses for a week because... <laughs> I am sick of this shenanigans that's happening in Southern Are, California have you, Do Do a lot of people pursue solar power down there? Is that really popular? Oh, my gosh. It's humongous. In fact, I can't go to Costco without getting accosted by the solar panel guys. I mean, I am so <laughs> sick of it. It's like, can you not see me and my husband with our three children? Hanging off you. Um, hanging on for our dear lives and you want to stop me on my way out while i've lost my receipt <gasps> that i have to show the lady out the door so I'm that is so much pressure find... Come can on. we think of a new system also my staple it to my no. forehead yes but no the whole from the from the checkout to the door at costco do you know how it much stress wheels. It is there's so no stressful. way i still have my receipt from point a to point b God, no way how am i supposed to keep up with this like i've had right, to ask Tiffany. to leave i'm like i don't have it i don't know where i put it it's right. not here 
Right. And I don't have it. And they like, expect. You know and I like, didn't steal these. You know I'm I like, didn't do that. There's no Who way to that? steal them. Honestly. First of all, I already went through the gate part where Literally. all the washers and dryers are. How do you think I got back there to buy the late July jalapeno chips and some salsa <laughs> and a flat LaCroix? That's all I'm here for. Yet you won't let chips. me leave. They're so good. Uh, <laughs> and we came for things. dumplings because my son eats them by the truckload. <gasps> and I also need dino Fancy. nuggets. Oh, and then probably toilet paper. You know what I mean? Like, leave do me I alone. Do I need a splurge on the dino nuggets? My kids oh. see them. They ask oh, every yes, time. I'm like, do. I'm not spending 12 bucks on that. No, you'll no, save so much it. money. We blow through okay. boxes of dino nuggets. So it's cheaper for us oh, for that to big just bag. buy that giant bag. Because then I don't. not only do I not have to buy them for a month, but then I also don't have to spend $8 a box every week. I can yeah, get one okay. box at the Costco. Okay. So I highly recommend. I also recommend their $20 splash pad for anybody who has a yard and is thinking to themselves, I don't know what I'm going to do all summer. I might go personally insane, and oh, my children might drive me insane if you have them. And this oh, splash pad will change your life. Last really? year, we had a seven-foot-tall um, fire extinguisher that sprayed water everywhere. And this year, we have a splash pad, which was half the price and way better. So highly recommend. It's going to tear your grass up. You're going to wish you hadn't done it. But also, you'll be very happy. And your kids will be occupied for hours. See, here's the thing. I love this idea but is mm-hmm. it going to kill your grass sitting out on there? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, here, here's what it here, here's the problem. If you're anything like us and you're too lazy at the end of said splash pad party to roll that thing over and get all the extra water off and move it so that the sun doesn't cook it the next morning until you remember at lunchtime when you go to make your sandwich at 1 p.m. that it's been sitting out all day in the 100 degree hot sun and is now burning the grass underneath. So if you are more responsible than Which the I'm Abercrombies, not. Uh, you'll be fine. But if not, you just ruin your grass and you make your peace. Make your peace. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm here for it, though. I got there is too many hours in the day. You know what? I need I to set know. some goals for yeah. these for these little humans in my life. Same. The things that I want to do this summer, you need to also have a goal, child. And yes. it's not bothering me. That's your goal. <laughs> Go find something to do. <laughs> That's your big, hairy goal. You can do that. We'll both make it. We will both make you it. Can. Can. I, <gasps> I have an idea. Them. What if we teach them to learn how to use the coffee machine? There we go. That'd we be lovely. Goals. I mean, big I don't think it's possible, ones. but I love that idea. Mine are too little. You could probably teach your oldest. And you can mm. handle it. You know what? Maybe. Well, you know what? We're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna circle back on that one. I'm Please do. Back. Please do. <laughs> you know. Well, though, Ashley. First of all, let's be honest. Your one day May. You were very consistent. First of all, I was so impressed. For those of you who aren't familiar, one day May was started by uh, Laura Tremaine, formerly known as the Hollywood Housewife, and she is such an incredible writer and a gatherer of people and invites everyone to be their truest, honest selves. Mm-hmm. And she had a challenge this May. Is that correct? Where you would post and she yes. would have a prompt. So I had never heard of her in my lifetime. What? And then I saw, I oh, follow Sarah she's Bessie. OG. Right. She's so, OG. So like, I didn't even know about the Hollywood housewife until you just said that. Like I had no oh. clue. And Sarah Bessie was participating and I follow her. So I thought like, oh, that's really interesting. And many of you know, I've not been on the gram that much, but I thought, oh, I like this because I want to go back to the sort of storytelling roots mm-hmm. that I have on the gram. Mm-hmm. And I got really involved. I loved the prompts. I tried to, I think I probably did maybe three to four per week, but I really liked her prompts. I thought they were super interesting. And um, I don't know, they just seemed to hit me in the right spot on the days that I participated. 
It was really precious. I really looked forward to your prom. I thought you just, you brought us in your life and space and mind in a way that was inviting us to be our truest selves. I was really blessed by it because guess what? It's a dumpster fire. The whole internet is a dumpster fire and dog videos, but I was here for everything you were posting. (laughs) Thank you. I just went through and did such a like crazy cleanup and muting and all the things. I just, I don't know. I just, I can't be sold anything right now. And (laughs) I also just need, um, I don't know, normal people who are investing in the life they have in front of them. Yes, come on. So that just feels right for my soul. So Laura, if you go to her site, apparently, I think she is probably an influencer, but she seemed, you know, very real and honest and open on her site, um, on, on her Instagram, I mean. So anywho, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, she was one of those OG bloggers with Sarah Bessie no and way. Kristen Howerton. Well, no wonder and, they all did it together. How um, fun. Deuce, I don't know if you remember that one. No. The late 90s, early 2000s blogging. They were they were the kind of the mom bloggers. And it wasn't the sell me something. It was the very honest, I'm like struggling it was with depression writing. or anxiety. Yeah, right. it was real writing. Mm. And she was so much fun. And her uh, little side note uh the scout her husband is a producer was and still works with this person for jackass right <laughs> I the saw that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man worked on um the hangover movies he he's he so he has just a, the glimpses a, uh, sector apparently <laughs> yeah he has a, he has a vibe <laughs> Um, but she grew up in the Midwest. She actually had a book come out in the last couple of years. Um, it was, it was really sweet of just what it was like growing up in the Midwest and then moving to LA in her twenties and how you can't take the Midwest out of the girl and, Mm. and brought all that energy to LA and, um, was hunting for community in one of the biggest cities in America. So it was, it was really beautiful. Something you know a little bit about. I know plenty about that. Mm -hmm. Listen, which is honestly a great segue into our, into our (laughs) conversation today. You know, um, we don't want to live as people who are constantly reacting to news cycles. I think personally I've been there and it's over the long haul produces, um, you know, the wrong kind of fruit in my life. But I do want to be a person who understands what's happening in the world. And when things like a violent shooting happen in a school with little kids, our our children's age, that deeply, deeply affects me. And I feel Mm. like we had a run there Tiffany, the last few weeks, that was just really tough. And Mm -hmm. I had a lot of trouble processing. But again, like I said earlier, sometimes I just go numb. Like I got Mm -hmm. to the end of last week and I was telling my husband, man, babe, I'm so exhausted. Like, I don't even know how I can keep going this weekend. Like, I'm that tired. I could lay down at 5 p.m. and not wake up until Sunday. And I don't know what's going on with me. And he was like, babe, are you kidding? This thing is happening over here. That thing's happening over here. Plus, there was a shooting this week, babe. Like, Mm. underneath, we're carrying all of this around Mm -hmm. in our bodies. And we're thinking about our children. We're thinking about our neighbors. Like, this is a heavy load that we're all putting on. And it was just a really good reminder that we can get so used to it that we can't even understand what, what it's actually doing to us. And so Tiffany and I just wanted to have a conversation today about, hey, look at the State of the Union. How, where, how's our hearts? How's your life? How are you processing? Because we know these are things that you guys are talking about as well. Yeah. I think something else I want to add is both Ashley and I, we're shepherds. This is who we are. This is part of how we operate and live in the world. We've both been in more formal ministry and just loving people ministry, the ordinary days. 
And we are not committed to hot takes and outrage at why, but we are committed to walking alongside and processing to becoming a whole person because this is our one wildlife and it's not easy. It's not easy. So our heart is to check in. Our heart is to draw near and move in and pull our seats a little bit closer to one another in the circle so we can look each other in the proverbial eyes and take a deep breath together and learn from these moments and lean into the dark heaviness of these moments and find how how we can work together how we can move forward and what we how we don't want to process these moments and how we do so one Mm -hmm. of the ways I want to start um, is just thinking that in these moments there is a place for anger there is a healthy place for anger but one of the things that I've been reminded of especially um, at the shooting in the elementary school that anger we move from anger to courage, and courage is what prompts change. Uh, we have to be willing to say no longer, no more, enough, and and work that anger into a place that looks like action, and that yes. takes such such deep courage. Yep. And so, we mourn and we grieve and we weep, yep. and then we do our part because yep. I think, bec- just like you were saying, we're all so numb. I mean, this is insane. This is insane. not. This is not to be. This is insane. And so when we move through these these motions of anger, it's so easy to be like, well, I I am barely keeping my head above water in an ocean and the boat is sinking. I don't know what to do. And but if we can move ourselves from that anger into a place of action and I want to share, Ashley, I was so moved um, by your Instagram post. You stewarded your platform so well in that moment. You were such a shepherd and a leader and an activist uh, to your audience, myself included. And you gave us some statistics and context for what it looks like to reach out uh, and make change and um, call senators and call congressmen and call congresswomen. And not just to see it as, oh, somebody else is going to make change. We just need to, we need to just pray or we need to just be upset about this. No, we are little part. You're a little drop in the bucket. Here's the impact it actually makes very practically. And maybe you can share a little bit more about that because I do want to, I do want to not miss this moment because I know I was screenshotting and sharing that and and wanted and I was sharing just even texting that to others and helping us all understand. Yes, something happened in another state. And we've talked about this on why, though, right? Just because something happens in another state, there's a there's parts where this doesn't affect you and you need to serve your people. Right. Hush up. But then (laughs) there are times where it did happen somewhere far off. But there is a place of action for you and there is a next step for you and how to discern between the two because I think we've covered the gamut so I would love for you to speak to that as we talk about how to move through these moments right okay so I have one social media rule that I keep and I talked about this on um, my after hours Substack. but here's my one social media rule is that if I'm posting it then I'm living it and I think that if this is something that we can all move toward, and again, I'm not trying to put a monkey on your back and I'm not trying to set standards over you and add things to your to-do list. Like you have to do things as you feel led and you have to do things like in your own conscious and in your own time. And what I'm encouraging here is integrity because I think that so often what I witness, I don't know if you would say the same, Tiffany, is people are mad and they're posting and they are going off on the internet. They could be going off about a coworker or a major issue or something as serious as what happened last week, but then they will not take the additional 10 minutes to do something that can actually make a huge difference. I think part of that is because most people don't realize that their voice really matters. I sat down with the legislator years ago when I was working in community development in Los Angeles, and she said to me, look, 
phone calls from my constituents matter to me. And here's why. When I get one phone call, I count that as 300 people because I'm Mm. assuming that if this one person took the time to call me, then 300 other people are feeling the exact same way. And that's how we count our calls. And so to realize, listen, there is a place for us to be able to move beyond outrage, especially for something that involves America's children. And education is already on the decline. If you look at it across different countries, we are we are declining massively in the mm-hmm. area of education, which also affects innovation. It affects our future. It affects the way kids grow up. It affects what they're exposed to. It affects families. Like all the things are affected. And it's important that we go, look, this is happening in schools. And I, as a mom in California, do not like the fact that my children have to do mass shooting drills. And I know this happens in almost every state across the country because many of you wrote me in the DMs from all kinds of different states talking about the difficulty of your children having to do the same thing in schools. And for me, there's only a few people who are so partisan, like a Ted Cruz, who just doubles down on his behavior, doubles down on his opinions, doubles down on the fact that, you know, he loves the NRA and they have committed massive amounts of money to his campaign. So basically they have him in their back pocket. Mm -hmm. And I want him to know that, yes, I'm in a different state, but I have family in Texas who is one day going to be in the public schools and I hate what you're doing to them and it is not worth it. And I am not anti-guns. I have family members who hunt. I have people in my life who need guns for the lives that they have. And so I'm not anti-gun. I want to be very, very clear about this. It's just like what Brene Brown talks about. Like you got to call bull crap when it's like, hey, you either have to, you know, be all the way one way or all the way the other. But I do not think that our laws protect our children or the people of this world. We do not mm-hmm. have policies or regulations or background checks or anything appropriate that would would hinder people from committing things like mass shootings. And so I'm encouraging people to call their legislators. If you haven't done it yet, it's still not too late. You can not call your legislator and let them know how you feel about this issue. And in fact, I call mine so often, they probably know my phone number and are very, <laughs> very sick of me. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And I want to uh, even just some measurable goals so that I would encourage you when if you're posting something, just like she said, the integrity piece, you got you need to start the clock. What is it? 12 hours, 10 hours. I don't mm-hmm. care what it is going to be for mm-hmm. you, but it's definitely less than 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I posted something, I gave myself a I have 10 hours to do something about this. I love that. And I did it and I did it and contacted everybody I needed to contact you, did my part, encouraged my friends and family to do the same. And so it, it's stewarding. It's stewarding well. And I love that you pointed out this is not a binary. It's not all or nothing. Uh, this is probability. <laughs> right. This is probability. Exactly. It is, we, it is more probable if more people own guns that can cause yep. large-scale harm that this yep. could happen. Yep. Um, and I think it's all this moment for us all to learn because – Uh, forgive me for doing a wide angle lens and we can take this out if we need to, Ashley, and it doesn't fit. But I just want to say, (laughs) I just want to say, we know that there's primarily women in their 30s, 40s, and 50s listening to Why Though. Yes. And we are passionate about craving, uh, excuse me, carving out a space in life and in the internet space that's not all just like, light and fluffy here's what we enjoy here's what Mm. we do and here's our individual walks with the lord that don't affect anyone else and we're not all just the one way of just outrage and it's all we're just talking through the news and everything going on we are marrying these two ideas because we are holistic people and we walk through both we both tell you what genes we like and we're also talking about gun reform because that's our lived experience it's all of it and i think 
there is such a need for us to be able to see all of these items as not one or the other, but be able to see ourselves in the story and have an opinion and move the needle on all these areas of our lives. So forgive me for this just like little rant, but I just want to encourage us. I think so many, especially with what happened last week, we're still so fearful of fearing of appearing too political. And in reality, I want us to all take a step back and remember, just as Ashley said, we're talking about babies. Right. We are talking about America's children. Yes. We're talking about your children. We're talking about our children. Yes. And we are also talking about what it means to follow the Lord. If you, if you consider yourself devout or a follower of Jesus, and I know that that's the majority of our listeners, we would encourage you to consider exactly what that looks like because that embraces all parts of life, the good and the hard and the new and the opinionated. So as we do, as we have this state of the union, encouraging you to move forward, not stay the same. There's no, there's no room to stay the same anymore. There's no room. There's no room. Okay. Rant over. Oh, I love it. I mean, I could have more of it. You're right. And I definitely think this political division is sort of um, hindering those of us who are more in the center. And I'm saying us, and some of you might yeah. be surprised because yeah. Tiffany and I both speak out about the things that we care about online. So many people see me as a little bit more extreme than a normal person. Um, but the truth is I'm very much down the middle on a whole lot of issues because I like wisdom and I like sense and reason. And there is yep. no reason for us to not be sensible. And there is no reason for us to not cultivate a society that is good for all people. Come and on. I think that in the news media and across social media, you can get this perspective that everybody's either hard right or hard left and the truth is the vast majority of americans more than half mm-hmm. are down the middle on yep. most issues and Come they on are now. reasonable and that's who we are but if we do not Come raise on. our voice and we do not remind people that hey we don't want the extreme on either side no mm-hmm. thank you we would no, like you. to cultivate neighborliness that works for all mm-hmm. and each of us i think has has a stake in doing that and it matters and it's important and we pay the salaries of government workers it comes mm-hmm. out of our taxes when i think about that i'm like i want to hold girl. you accountable i have no desire to lord power over you i have no desire for you to do my beck and you know beck and call nor do i have the power to make anyone do that but i do want to hold people accountable the people i voted for the people i didn't vote for they should be working on behalf of all of us and i think that really really matters more than we more than we think Yeah. I think the theme of today really is accountability because as we think of some of the other things that's come up in the news, um, the 200 plus page document that was released by the SBC detailing sexual misconduct in a variety of their churches throughout the nation has really shocked um, a lot of people. I don't think it's shocked many women, if I'm real honest with you. I sure as heck ain't shocked. But I know many, the church at large has been grappling and grieving. And I just want to say it goes back to what Ashley just pointed out the same need and desire can be said of the church accountability 90% of us 80% of us 70 a large majority of us want neighborliness we want goodness Mm -hmm. we want goodness for each other and goodness for ourselves and so the same uh, sentiment could be said of what's happening in the church right now is a call to accountability where we're going to hold them by the by the by the by the scuff of the neck if you don't mind you know i mean i'm not gonna squeeze <laughs> well, girl, i thought but... you were going where i where i would have gone so i'm proud of you. you 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 know reel that back in and you scuff of the neck i'm proud of you <laughs> uh, you know we get rowdy we get we rowdy do. we can't help ourselves and sometimes i i sometimes i like to picture it and this is no surprise to you listeners but i think fi- i picture you as like the 
I don't know, we could call you the bulldog. And I'm like the little chihuahua next to you that's really <laughs> loud, but maybe just a little like wants the protection of the bulldog next to her. You know, it takes all kinds. It takes all kinds. An it eight does. and a three Enneagram. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't you say to the same to the same population, we cannot live in denial. Right. We cannot li- live in denial of what's happening, who it's harming, and how it's happening. We must do better once we know better. And our voices do matter. I think... Something, especially when it comes to the world of church and a woman's place in it, we're so convinced that our little voice could not stand up against the loud voices of the men in power or or the group in power. And in reality, you have to be able to live with yourself, A. So I encourage you to speak up just by your own conviction and your commitment to Jesus and not your loyalty to an institution or to a person. And B... This is how we move the arc of the universe toward justice as we all find our voices together. We build agency and we slowly but surely demand goodness. Hey listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.